welcome to Ghoul Gals. We're just a couple of ghoul gals. <laughs> I'm Julie. <laughs> and I'm Cassandra. And we're excited to talk to you about celebrities. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love celebrities. Me too. <laughs> Want to be near them. Mm-hmm. Want to be one, maybe. Mm. Probably not. Yeah. I don't think I would want to be one. I would want to be married to one, maybe. Ooh, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But, like, yeah, so you're, like, secondhand famous, but not, like, famous, famous. Yeah, you get, like, the money and the swag, <laughs> but you can go to the grocery store and it's fine. <laughs> right. Just go to TJ's. Right. No one really recognizes you. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, celebrities. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about a couple little things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as always, am interested in cryptids, <laughs> so I'll be talking about uh, some cryptids today, mm-hmm. and then Cassandra will do a hunting. Yeah, I got a good ghost story for you. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Mm-hmm. Spooky. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we'll just get started. Yeah. All right. Right in. Uh, so, uh, my celebrity... Kind of. Uh, is Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yay. Yeah. Uh, if you've not heard of them, they are uh, demonologists who were um, kind of had their heyday in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, and they mostly worked with, um, like, hauntings and demons. Possessions. And possessions, yeah. Um, but Ooh. guess what? What? They also saw... Bigfoot. Stop. What? I mean, and by saw, I mean their story's really freaky and not quite saw. <laughs> but we we will we will now talk about them Yay. and talk about that story. And I it's love mostly them. I know, me too. Mm-hmm. And I loved like The Conjuring. It was also like set in the 70s and like had right. a really great soundtrack, it's so I'm like, sure oh that God, helped so much. Yeah, that's a great movie. It's yeah, it's really good. It's still like, like it. I've seen it like 3 times, I think. Nice. And it still scares the hell out of me every time. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. And, oh my gosh, and they play that song by Dead Man's Bones. Yes, that's which is the best. I, oh, <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. It's like the best spooky song mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, so. it's obviously not uh, from the 70s, so it's not time appropriate. But No, um, but it works. It does. It yeah. works really well. So check it out, yeah. Dead Man's Bones. Which which song is? That? Uh, in in the room where you sleep. Yes, that's correct. It's great. Mm-hmm. Which what a spooky name for a song yeah, already. The song itself is so terrifying. Right. <laughs> in the room where you sleep. Get ready. Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> um. Anyway, so the Warrens. So they um they would travel around and do lectures at colleges and stuff. Um. To teach people about uh, demonology and um, how to get rid of uh, bad spirits and stuff and all of that, which, um, yeah, I feel like they are the ones with, like, the most documented stuff oh, yeah. that you can, like, easily get access to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're interesting. So go and check that out. But they were, Lorraine and Ed, uh, they were getting ready for a lecture in Tennessee. Um, and a reporter came up to them and told them that um, not too far from where they were, there had been sightings of Bigfoot. And it was, like, in this really poor community, uh, kind of in the the Appalachian Mountains, I think. Um, 
And so these, like, these hill people had been terrorized. It says hill people in their book. Um, This story also I got from Ghost Hunters, which is by uh, Ed Ed and Lorraine Warren. So um, anyway, that's where I'm getting my stuff from. (laughs) And uh, they called them hill people. So I feel like I can too. Is the, the Appalachian Mountains where Dolly Parton grew up? Yes. Was Dolly Parton part of this? Yes. <laughs> no, they would have named her probably in that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe she asked not to be named. Ooh, she who must not be named. <laughs> Dolly Parton. <laughs> Dolly Parton. <laughs> what, what is that an anagram for? Lottie <laughs> oh, Tarpon. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Um, anyway, so, okay, so they're in this uh, rural community. Um, and so the night before they had gone there, mm-hmm. uh, this woman in the community um, had seen Bigfoot sneak up from behind a tree. Oh, no. Uh-huh. And then reach out for the hand of her two-year-old child. <gasps> so she was, like, spooked. Yeah. And, like, every every person, like, other people had been seeing him oh. around, I guess. Oh, and they could, like, smell that, like, rancid smell that yeah. apparently comes when Bigfoot is about. Um, <laughs> Ew, so if you're in the woods, you <laughs> smell something terrible. Like garbage? Like. Like, like rotting? Like, like. Dirty fur. Poop and rotting <laughs> stuff. Ew. Yeah, like rancid, like Ooh. manure, like bad I smell. I, that's not a thing I knew about Oh, regarding Bigfoot. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a really, really terrible smell. Ugh. And then you see like a seven-foot-tall, hairy thing coming at you. Or hiding, like running away from you, because he's really not like... He's shy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, like, there's only one. Uh, there have been sightings all over the U.S. Right. and um, in Asia as well. So, yeah. like, it's 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 an everywhere thing. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of him. But mm-hmm. we'll just say him because I'm just picturing the one picture. From the X-Files? Yeah, from the X-Files where he's like, oop, he's, like, running sideways. Anyway. Okay, so. so wait, doesn't it have boobs in the X-Files? I does, think it might. Does Mulder draw boobs on it? He definitely it's a, does. It's a lady, Yeah, because right? there's a lady one. Yeah, in that. In that episode that we're talking about from the X-Files, um, they are, like, like the missing link. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, it's yeah. a man, and he has a wife. Yeah. Or a mate, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if they, they mess with the institution of marriage. I'll have to ask one. I don't know, when yeah, we see him. Yeah, we'll find it. Yeah, we'll find it. <laughs> um, anyway, so, you've gotten, like... One sentence into my story, but anyway. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so the, <laughs> no. Um... Anyway, so the Warrens began hiking through the woods uh, with two people from the community, um, as well as a small group of college students um, who were probably from the lecture or something. Um, and one student had, like, a bullhorn that he was using, like, just to be a jerk. Like, in it, in the story that Lorraine tells, it's like, this guy had a bullhorn and he sucked. And he <laughs> was like, oh, like if, bull- if Bigfoot was there, then he was scaring him away for sure, because he was just like being oh being a jerk with a bullhorn. Anyway, so Why they kick him out. I don't know. I would have for yeah, sure. I feel like the Lorraine I know from the movies would have been like, "You get out of here! Right now. <laughs> You're <laughs> out!" Tugged him by the ear. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Um. Well, she should have yeah, probably. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so they've been they've been hiking for a long time, and around four thirty, uh, Lorraine began to feel a frightening presence <gasps> in the woods. Oh, no. So the thing about the uh, the Warrens also is that Lorraine would 
she was kind of like the psychic side of it where mm-hmm. she would like communicate um, with people that no one else could see and stuff. So the fact that she had this like presence was like a thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they had just walked through a clearing where the grass had been beaten down into a path, uh, which they didn't know like where that had come from. So right. like, ooh, Bigfoot, does you. <laughs> um, so then suddenly she had a vision of what must have been the creature um, and it was a large man-ape fusion uh, with long, shaggy hair, sloped shoulders, and a low brow. But the most disturbing part of it uh, were his eyes, because they were incredibly intelligent, and they were, like, looking at her with a mix of, like, this weird compassion and fear Ooh. kind of thing. Like, a weird, like, too, too smart. He's knowing. Uh, yeah, and also scary because he was projecting this image into her brain. <gasps> it wasn't just, like, one of her visions. It was, like, he was, like, putting it into her mind. Oh, God. Yikes. <laughs> um, so then Lorraine realizes the creature that they were hunting was not just, like, a prehistoric beast, mm. but he was something, like, way more advanced than they thought because oh, yeah. he, he had yeah. The, yeah, the ability to project things into people's minds. <laughs> Yikes. You know, a good (laughs) skill to have. Yeah. And then, um, so then the image changed. Um, So it was just him, and then it changed into into a cave. So she saw a cave Mm -hmm. above, like, a rushing river Mm -hmm. where the beast was sitting. uh, And you could tell that it was, like, conveying this, like, deep sadness. It was really, yeah, a little sad Bigfoot (laughs) in a cave. Um, So then the image morphed again, Mm -hmm. and suddenly she saw him a few yards away from their group. Mm -hmm. And she could tell, like, this was, like, right now, like, that he was, like, a few yards away. Oh, my God. And, like, hidden in the deep brush. Um, And his foot was incredibly hurt. She could feel this, like, this intense pain. Uh, And it was, like, seeping blood and stuff. Yeah, it was really gross. Um, And she could tell that he had, like, hurt it earlier that day. Um, And she felt intense fear uh, exuding from him as well. Um, Fear that he couldn't make it back to his cave. um, And then he wouldn't meet his mate or his children. Ever again, because he was so hurt. Um, and then also a fear that uh, that the group of investigators would, like, take him away and kill him. Like, yeah. I'm going to cry. It's so sad. <laughs> Bigfoot. It's the saddest Bigfoot story. I know. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Rough. Yeah. Really sad. Yeah. So she used this, like, mind connection mm-hmm. to project to the creature that, like, she meant no harm, that they were just there mm-hmm. um, to, like, look for him. And um, then she kind of projected the image of her, like, helping to bandage up his foot and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and she could tell that the fear in his projection was going away mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, he was figuring out, like, oh, okay, like, you're, you're good. I can tell that you're good. Yeah. Um, and so then she started to, like, she, like, ducked away from the rest of the group um, and was, like, trying to, like, get towards him. Um, and, and the fear was easing more and more. She got closer. Um, and then suddenly, guess what? Oh, no. That butthole kid <laughs> with the bullhorn is just like, Lorraine, where are you? Oh like, being God. a jerk and, like, laughing and, like, ugh, like, trying to be funny. Like, you know that kid, that, like 
stupid college kid that's like, ooh, I'm so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I got a bullhorn. Oh, I know him. You know him. <laughs> yeah. You know him. I know him. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so then the images in Lorraine's head became fearful <gasps> and angry oh, because yeah. he was like, you, you lied to me. You want to hurt me. And so then she, she saw him running away. And she felt, like, intense pain from his foot as he was running away. Um, and then, like, up, like, to a cliff, and then it just ended. Like, like probably not that he had jumped off the cliff, but just that he had, like, he, like, gotten... Of, no. No. <laughs> no, 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 Just, like, like, he, like, had run, he was running and running, and then he got to the cliff, and then the, he cut off the connection. Okay. Um, and he, so... He lost service. He lost service. <laughs> Um, excuse me, there's no Wi-Fi here, so, um, so anyway, so she, like, tried to follow him, she went into the woods, she saw, like, blood, um, from his foot wound, um, that was, like, really, really, like, red, redder than a human's, and, like, more viscous, it says, which is also really disgusting. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so, like, really gross blood, just everywhere, so she followed it for a while, and then she got to the cliff, and then it kind of just ended, so it was just, like... That was it. That was a connection. Oh, my God. Um, such a bummer. Yeah. Right? Oh such God. a sad, awful bummer. Um, so in the book, they they say that um, their idea of Bigfoot is that he is a uh, tulpa. Tulpa? Tulpa. T-U-L-P-A. Tulpa. Um, which is kind of a creature of black magic. Ooh. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's all throughout the world they have been seen, except um, most notably um, in Tibet. Yeah. And um, what it is is pretty much just a mind projection. Yeah. So it's, like, maybe not even a creature. I don't know. Right. I, like... There's a lot of weird things about this right. that I'm I'm kind of not sure about because of everything else that we learn about Bigfoot, it doesn't quite add up. But mm-hmm. I don't know. But they say that um, he's like a tulpa, which is a mind projection, mm-hmm. um, and they say so is like the Loch Ness monster and many other now you see me now we now you don't creatures, mm-hmm. um, just because they can disappear because right. they're not. I mean, they're beings, but they're not like really there, kind of. Right. So then. This was, uh, so, like, someone practicing black magic would project the creature. Why would they, would they do that? Does it say, like, what the purpose of them is? Um, no. No, it really doesn't. Hmm. Uh, kind of terror, I think. Kind of, like, a weird terror thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but I think, I mean, that really feels like they're just, they're not looking into all of the Bigfoot lore, they're just kind of like taking, well, this is our experience right. of Bigfoot. Right. And this would add up with that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was looking into more Bigfoot stuff. Um, P.S. This is mostly going to be about Bigfoot. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, and really, it, it doesn't seem, it seems like it is a, cre- a full creature. Okay. Um, although, well, here, here, here. We'll just, um, we'll just start up from the beginning. Okay. So, kind of looking at the difference between Bigfoot and Sasquatch, there isn't any. I it. it is just the name. Uh, so, the name Sasquatch is what you would hear. It's kind of like the more formal name, like, <laughs> um, like Miss, like a Mister Bigfoot. Name. Yeah, <laughs> his Christian name. Perfect. Um, so he uh, he's kind of a primate person hybrid. Sure. 
and it's an anglicized word, Sasquatches, um, from the uh, halcomelum okay. uh, word, uh, which is sesquack. Sesquack? sesquack? Yeah, meaning okay. wild man. And the word was first used by the uh, Coast Salish peoples, which are the indigenous people um, in the Pacific Northwest, like in parts of Vancouver, Mm -hmm. um, in British Columbia. Mm -hmm. So like, and those are the areas where the most Bigfoot sightings have been. Yeah. So like, that's like prime Bigfoot area. Um, But Indian tribes all over North America have names for it. Really? Yeah, there's like 60 different names for Sasquatch. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then Bigfoot is just um, back in, let's see, 1958 around mm-hmm. um, in an area of California called Del Norte County. Um, there was, uh, like, they found big, giant foot marks, <laughs> like footprints everywhere. <laughs> And so then, like, when they were writing about it, they're like, Bigfoot, because they weren't imaginative, <laughs> apparently. That's literally what they That's saw. literally what it was, okay. just a Bigfoot. Um, so then then that's what it's called now. So Sasquatch, Bigfoot, same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a lot of this information about, like, Bigfoot mm-hmm. from the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, oh. or BFRO. Uh, they have a lot of cool stuff online, um, a whole site. They have, like, um, all of these different sightings all over the, the world, really. I mean, mostly North America, um, mm. but also in other places as well. And they have, like, a classification system and stuff. Oh yeah, it's, like, really how, intense. How do you join that? Um, do you have to have seen Bigfoot? I'm, I don't know, but I'm, <laughs> I'm very in. It's just a bunch of volunteers. Yeah. And so people That's will send cool. in their stories about... Um, different Bigfoots, Sasquatches that big, they see. Is a lot of big feet. Big feet. I was just going to ask, is the, is the plural of Bigfoot big feet? <laughs> yes. From now on, I'm going to use it for sure. <laughs> um, so they send in their stories about big feet. Mm-hmm. And then they have one of their volunteers, um, which they're like really part of the association, I guess, of volunteers, right. go and interview the people oh. and make sure that they're trustworthy. Um, and I mean, as much as they can, right. I guess, yeah. uh, but talk to them. And then they do a classification system. It's um, A through C. So A is like, like it's a beautiful day. Like you can see everything around you. And it's like the first person, like the firsthand account um, of it mm-hmm. so it seems like the most trustworthy and then b is like if it was raining or nighttime mm-hmm. or really far away or mm-hmm. something but also first account and right. then um the last one is c classification which is like my brother's uncle said <laughs> that he saw something that could have been bigfoot <laughs> like that kind of thing which they don't even they don't even put those on their site because they're like oh that's so they're dumb. very legit yeah right wow. yeah that's like a really great system i guess they yeah. like started their first website in like 1995 <gasps> um so it's been going around for like that's as awesome. long as the internet, not quite, but wow. as long as people actually knew what the internet was. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, and like there's different things about physical proof, like, because people are like, well, if people just see it, then whatever. Um, but I guess people have found uh, like fur 
and stuff in the woods that is different from any animals that would be around there, but is similar to other fur that they found other places. So it's kind of like, well, there's more than one. There's big feet out there. (laughs) There's a bunch of big feet. There's a group of big feet moving through the forest. (laughs) <laughs> An angry group of big feet. Um, and so, like, kind of interesting stuff like that. Yeah. There's droppings that are too big to be from anything else. Yeah, gross. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Big, giant pile of poop. <laughs> I'm, like, picturing, like, Jurassic Park style. <laughs> like, digging for whatever they were digging for. To see if the the triceratops ate any poison. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I look for, like, leaves and berries and stuff. <laughs> But it's from a Bigfoot. Uh, hard pass on that job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um so so there's like some physical proof that people have been finding. Right. So that's that's more mm-hmm. than other things. It's more than sightings. More than just sightings, yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true. Um and let me just look them out here. Um, so the the Native American people mm-hmm. who um came up with the most information or like the, the the first information that we have on on big feet uh-huh. um are that they see it with like really great respect it's kind of a special being like mixed with human and like animal mm-hmm. um but that doesn't make it less like intelligent or less valid that it's mixed with like uh like animals being less valid whatever that means <laughs> If you're a Bigfoot, then you're valid. <laughs> yeah. I if like you're it. listening to this, like you are post. valid. <laughs> <laughs> it really does, though. Yikes. Um, but, like, uh, because they, the Native American people, yeah. um, especially, like, well, specifically, uh, not especially, specifically in the North... Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest, yes. <laughs> they, um, like, you know, they... Uh, yeah. Animals are... Like they're brothers. They're right. just they're different. They're not like less. Right. So um that Bigfoot is this creature that's that's like a brother to them. Um, which is neat. Yeah. I like it. Oh yeah, then there are other um uh other Native Americans in other parts of North America mm-hmm. um that also think that he is not a physical being and kind of is a supernatural being. Oh. Uh, so this would be like the Hopi tribe, the Sioux, the Iroquois um, they think that it's a supernatural being. Oh, interesting. And just kind of appears like it's kind of between dimensions. Oh. Um, so that's another reason why, like, here and then gone kind mm. of thing. Um, just popping through, just chilling out. Hey, guys! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big feet! <laughs> and then leave. But then it also says that the appearance, um, is most likely for, a, like, a message, to give a message to people. Ooh. Um, a warning specifically, uh, mostly it's kind of a, a messenger who appears in evil times oh, as no. a warning from like their version of the creator, um, oh. that, that man is like disrespecting the land or disrespecting the instructions that, uh, that would keep the harmony or balance mm-hmm. of the world that like the balance is shifted. Oh. And so then Bigfoot's popping up and like, excuse me. Stop it. <laughs> Renewable energy, please. Um, I don't know if he's actually said that. I shouldn't put words into his mouth. Their their mouths. It's a paraphrasing. Yeah, paraphrasing. <laughs> take, take that right to the presses. Um, 
So anyway, and then I have one more short little story. Good. And then we'll move on. Okay. Um, so this is one of the sighting reports classified. Ooh, it's from it's an A. Yeah, from the website Ooh. from uh, the Bigfoot Field Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, which is it's so neat. There are so many uh, different sightings, and like you can pick which. Uh, state you want to look in so like you can look all through Michigan or like Illinois or wherever you guys are from um (laughs) and see what's going on around you and then see where the most Bigfoot action is try and go there right Right? (laughs) it's really cool so this is classification a okay um from uh the event happened in August 2015 (laughs) and it was near Clayton Washington so Pacific Northwest Mm -hmm. um full full of big feet uh, so of course, sure. um, so this couple is living kind of in like the, the backwoods of Clayton, Washington. It's very, very rural mm-hmm. and they had 10 acres of land, uh, within the cl- closest neighbors being two to three acres away. So oh. they're like middle of nowhere. Right. Um, and they lived there for about a year. Also, so they're, they're all anonymous, um, on there. So I'm just going to give them names because then it <laughs> makes it more fun. So I'm not just like, yeah. and then the wife and then the husband. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be Meg, Meg and Dave. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Trademark. Um, so they, uh, they had lived on the land for about a year when okay. they started to hear howling screams throughout the night. <laughs> so you live in the middle of nowhere. You choose to live in the middle of nowhere in this little house. They say they call it a cabin. So like a small house. Yeah. And then you hear screams all night. Howling screams. Howling screams. Oh my god. And you stay, apparently, if you're Megan Dave. Nope. Yeah, all right. Mm. So then one day, uh, they were driving through some wooded areas mm-hmm. on, on their land, on roads. Uh, they had, like, bulldozers and stuff because uh-huh. uh, they were looking for a place to build a cabin, so I guess a new cabin in their on their property. Uh, and they stopped in an area that they call, I love this, the Pixie Sticks, <laughs> where I guess the previous owners, they had, like, cut down a bunch of trees uh-huh. um, and, like, stacked them, so they looked kind of like Pixie Sticks, I guess. So they they stopped there. For a little bit. And they noticed that some of the logs had been moved. Um, and they also noticed that, like, a whole tree, um, actually, eventually it said, like, three whole trees had been pulled out of the ground. Oh like, God. the whole thing, like, root system and everything just out. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> and they, were they like, looked, because they have bears and stuff, yeah. and there were no claw marks. And, like, usually when bears were doing stuff like that, they would, like, push it they would like lean lean into it and like push it until it kind of like wedged its way out or whatever but there was none of that there was no um no signs of like the rocking motion that they would do and and meg had a feeling that they were being watched as they were going through the woods like this whole day so just keep thinking like something's something's watching constantly looking over your shoulder yeah like yikes (laughs) So anyway, they they get back to their truck and start driving back home. Mm-hmm. And then Meg kind of like glances out of the window of the moving car mm-hmm. to look at this tree. Because she sees a tree that she's never seen before in her peripherals. Because she knows this area. Sure. And she's like, that's, what? That's not a thing. I don't recognize that tree. What's that tree? <laughs> so uh, it was not a tree. Oh. She, <laughs> no. right? She turns to look closer. And whatever it was 
uh, darts out of you, <laughs> leaving only like one little branch, like eight or nine feet above ground, kind of moving, like um, like whatever it was had like hit it a little bit, and then it was just like shuffling eight a little. Or nine feet. Eight or nine feet oh in the air. Um, and so she like she like turns to Dave yeah. and is like. What, did you just see that? And he's like, mm, no, like, you're being, Meg, you're being crazy again. No, no, no. Oh, Dave. Of course. Um, so they, they go back to their, their house. It's nighttime. Mm-hmm. They're going to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in bed. All the lights are off. Suddenly they hear a banging mm-hmm. on the side of their house. Oh, no. Just like, bang, bang. Ugh. <laughs> uh, too afraid to leave the bed. Sure. Obviously. Sure. Um, they just sit there <laughs> and wait. And it kind of stops. Okay. And then a little while later, they hear a noise like something is being thrown at the house. And I guess it's not very rocky where they live. So they were like, well, it's not rocks. Like, what could it be? Um, and then eventually that kind of stops after a while. So they, they don't investigate, which is smart. That is, like, the smartest thing. You do, do not, not investigate. investigate. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. For a couple of they, <laughs> gals. They should have yeah. gone from their bed to the bathroom. <laughs> to the bathroom immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, they just panic diarrhea in bed. Um, <laughs> gross. No, and for, for us, for us ghoul gals, mm-hmm. like... Rule number one, do not investigate. Yeah. If something spooky is happening, do not investigate. Don't, you don't check it out because whenever anyone goes to check it out, it always ends up bad for them. Always ends up just the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And death. And death. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so you don't investigate. So mm-hmm. they were smart. Meg yeah. and Dave. Good for them. Very smart. So the next morning they went out to look because mm-hmm. like daytime. So that's fine. Sure. Uh, and they found a bunch of twigs and sticks littered around their house. Like, something had been throwing mm. sticks at their house. <laughs> and they found three 15 to 16-inch flat footprints <gasps> around their property. So, like, 15 to That's, like, almost the size of an American Girl doll. <laughs> that is big. Horrifyingly large. That's a good feet. reference. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for thinking it's good. Um, so, what do you do when that's happened? When you've like seen a you Bigfoot, move. you've you like you know what's happening. You leave your house. No, no, no. Yes, Dave. Oh, he began to leave peanut butter sandwiches on oh. top of his car. That's so That's nice. so sweet, right? Oh, Dave redeemed himself. He really did yeah. for being a jerk and not believing his <laughs> yeah. wife earlier. Yeah. So he'd leave peanut butter sandwiches on top of his car, and then they would, like, come back and look, and there there would be, like, a pine cone there instead of a sandwich. Like a gift? Like a gift. Oh. Or, um, like, some, like, uh, like sun-bleached sticks in little formations. Like, it was, like, little, nice little... Like, uh, Bigfoot arts and crafts. Yeah! Oh, I love it. I know. It's so cute. That went from scary to cute so yeah. quickly. Except... Oh, no. Except okay. that the, the wailing screaming <laughs> at night continued for, like, two months. Oh. Uh, two months in total. And also, during that time... So, back to Spooky again. <laughs> um, during that time, uh, like, they, they had a cat, an outside cat. 
and it would like it would like walk up to kind of where near the noise is coming from and just like sit there and like meow at it and oh, stuff Jesus. which is like the scariest thing that cats can do yeah meow at something that you're you don't know is there or, or whatever stare, stare like right above just your head right above your head that's oh mm. they're so rude yeah so rude um but then a few weeks after, like, this night had happened, mm-hmm. the cat went outside and then never returned. No! I know. Oh it's so awful. I mean, I know there's a ton of stuff in the woods. And, like, Bigfoot seems like he's a nice guy. Um, I mean, I don't know him personally. <laughs> but he seems like he wouldn't do anything to a cat, maybe. What? Yeah. But, yeah. The cat was just trying to talk to him. Yeah, but after... Okay, get ready to this, though. Oh, but after the cat never returned... The vocalizations and, like, other activity stopped. So, like, as soon as the cat was gone, maybe Bigfoot, was maybe he, just, he was trying to steal their cat. He was just looking for a friend. He I was think. just looking for a new pet. Yeah. That's, that's pure again. That's, that's nice again. That is what happened. For sure. The cat's fine. Like, He's living up with Bigfoot the cat now. The probably way happier than it was before. Because mm-hmm. Bigfoot has made it, like, little ornaments to play with. Oh, yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Sweet story. <laughs> scary to sweet to scary to sweet. Oh. <laughs> nice. Good. Um, yeah. I think that's I think that's pretty much what I got about Bigfoot. That is wild. I haven't heard what a... any of that before. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. But the idea of a Bigfoot leaving little presents Mm -hmm. is so darling. Yeah, that's so sweet. Yeah, and from like Lorraine's perspective, like from what she learned about, like he was all like family oriented and like wanted to be home and stuff and just reaching for a kid. Oh yeah. Yeah, I left this out. I left this out because I forgot about it. Um, So when he had been, like, reaching out for the child, he was, like, he told this to Lorraine via Vision, of course. She learned a lot from just Visions. I don't know. Right? Yeah, it doesn't say how long. Yeah. In the woods, like she just stood there and stared out to space. Yes. Uh (laughs) And everyone was like, hello, Lorraine, (laughs) you good? But, um... Oh, but he he gave her, like, this vision that he wasn't trying to hurt the child, but that children are more, like, open-minded than adults. Which they are. And, like, he <laughs> he needed help. Aww. And so, like, kind of reaching for the child for, like, a connection. Aww. Yeah. Aww, and the, Yeah, that's, that's so nice and sad, because then, like, humans are the worst and really right. mean. <laughs> and then, yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's my Bigfoot stuff. I liked that. What a nice guy. Yeah. What a bunch of nice guys. What a sweetheart. What some, those are some great feet. <laughs> really big, nice feet. <laughs> um, so my story is a haunting. Ooh. Like last week. Um, when we discussed the idea of doing celebrity-related things... I immediately was like, well, I can already think of, like, six old-timey, old Hollywood ghosts. Nice. Right off the top of my head. I love it that they're old Hollywood, too, because then I'm just picturing everything in black and white. Yep. And it's, like, spookier Mm -hmm. and, like, better music. (laughs) (laughs) 
just like great. soft jazz playing in the background. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Old Hollywood is my jam, so uh, I was really excited to do this. Um, and the one that I decided on was the actress Peg Entwistle. Oh! Who, um, she, she was an actor in the 20s and 30s. Cool. Um, but so she was born Millicent Lillian Entwistle in Wales. In 1908. Millicent Entwistle? Mm-hmm. What a name. Nicknamed Peg. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, her parents got divorced, which surprised me because that usually doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, that long ago. That long ago, yeah. yeah. Um, and her actually her father got custody of her. Oh, extra and, weird. Yeah. So I was like, well, what, what was going on with the mom? But, like, they didn't. Didn't have any information about that. Opium. Ooh. Probably Ooh, opium. I assumed right? alcohol, but opium is much more interesting. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> opium. Yeah. Um, so he even actually said that he, quote, did not desire my daughter to be at any time in the custody or control of her mother. So, like, it's Whoa. bad. It sounds really bad. Mm-hmm. So that's no good. But, like, it seems like her father cared about her, so that's good. Nice. Um, so th- he, they lived in London, and then around 19- 1913, um, they moved to New York City. Okay. Uh, so she was about five years old when that happened. Uh, unfortunately, her father, who uh, starred in some plays on Broadway... Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, her father, Robert, was hit by a car <gasps> on Park Avenue and 72nd Street, and he died from his injuries. Oh, no! Yeah. Papa! Yeah, so that's like, super sad. So she doesn't doesn't seem like she had a very good child. Yeah. Like, yeah. From when she was, like, a tiny babe. Mm-hmm. Five? Like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Or, her dad ended up remarrying and having other kids with his new wife. And um, hmm. so she and her half-brothers were taken in by her uncle. I don't know why not the stepmom. Maybe she died too. I don't know. Maybe. Um, uh, he actually moved them out to California. Hmm. Um, after her half-brother Bobby fell ill and his doctor suggested they move him to a warmer climate. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Polio. <laughs> I'm just like bringing out all these words like... <laughs> His history. Opium. Opium. Polio. Polio. That's obviously it. <laughs> obviously. My <laughs> um, guess would have been tuberculosis. Because mm. that was also a thing. But, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, who knows? Um, not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, let's see. So, she lived out there for a bit. and the, But by 1925, she was back on the East Coast. And she lived in Boston. Okay. And uh, she actually ended up getting a walk-on role for a production of Hamlet starring Ethel Barrymore. Oh! So, yeah. That's a person. I know her. Yeah. That's a name that I know. <laughs> um, uh, so, oh, jeez. Oh, sorry. Um, so she ended up, you know, getting a good start in theater. Um, cool. And actually, when she was in a play called The Wild Duck... Still in Boston. The wild the duck. The wild duck. Woo. As opposed to the domesticated duck. Yeah, careful. That duck is wild. <laughs> you wild duck. You, you wild duck. 
<laughs> you want to start calling people that? It's such a fun thing to do. Yeah. To use non-swears in the place of swears. Um, anyway, so she's in this play called The Wild Duck, and a young 16-year-old girl named Betty Davis what? saw her and idolized her immediately. What? Mm-hmm. Betty Davis uh-huh. idolized Peg? Yeah. Peg Entwistle? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Davis actually famously said that seeing Entwistle in that role inspired her to become an actor. Oh, that's so cool. It, yeah, isn't that cool. nice? Yeah. Um, so, by 1927, she was back in New York and was developing a very good career on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Uh, she married an actor named Robert Keith, who is untrustworthy. Um, no, yeah, because he has two first names. Two first names. Two first names. names. Yeah. <laughs> and so so we have this, actually, our friend, Eva. Our dear friend, Eva. Hey, Eva. Hey. Hey, hi. Hi. Um, so she has this uh, this idea, which I, sure, I believe yeah. it too. Why not? Um, <laughs> that anyone with, like, a first name as a first name and then a first name as a last name, untrustworthy. Can't be trusted. Can't be trusted. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like, like, um, like Anthony Robert. Can't, can't trust him. Anthony Robert. Anthony Robert. (laughs) Or in this case, Rob, in this case, Robert Keith. Robert Keith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and actually he was 10 years her senior, which is gross. Um, so let's see. I think at this time she was like 19-ish. Oh, whoa. No, 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 no. Yeah, and so he was like 29, which is disgusting. Yeah, like 10 years older only works if like the youngest person is already like... 50. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say like late 20s. No. No, no. 50. (laughs) Like a 19-year-old? Think about like you at nineteen, and then marrying someone ten years older. I didn't even want to talk to up. people ten years older than me. Same. Like I had, I knew people who were in like like twenty four, twenty five when I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. No, they were out of my league completely. Yeah. Like God. Yikes. It's just yeah, it's gross, and I don't like it. <laughs> so I immediately hated him for his name, and then also that he's a creep. Yeah. <laughs> so. Their marriage was not a good one, as you can imagine, because he's preying on a 19-year-old girl. Um, <laughs> yep. So, by 1929, Peg ended up filing for divorce. Okay. And she charged um, Keith, which is his last name, um, <laughs> with, with not only cruelty. Um, and one night, he was drunk, and he attacked her <gasps> and pulled out chunks of her hair. What? Mm-hmm. Ugh, Keith, you are right? disgusting. He's the worst. Ugh. And also, she claimed that he had never told her that he'd been married before, and that he was the father to a six-year-old boy named Brian. What? Yeah. What? And he actually became an actor, too. Brian did. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he was in The Parent Trap, like the original. I think he was the dad in that. No way! Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, but he ended up killing himself. Oh no! <laughs> keep getting my hopes up, like, like, like keep, Mr. Keith, terrible person, mm-hmm. son, probably sweet, yeah. hired by Disney, anyway. hired by Disney, yeah, and then killed himself. Suicide. That's rough. Yeah, yeah, up and down. It is rough. Um, let's see, where did I leave off? So she was granted the divorce. Um, because in the filing, she stated that she, 
quote, became and now is sick, sore, and ill mentally. Whoa. So that she is unable to continue her work upon the stage, except by using her greatest efforts, and then is not doing the best she should. Oh my gosh. Right. So Whoa. it sounds, it, it's bad. Yeah. So I'm glad, good for her, mm-hmm. for getting that divorce. Um, unfortunately, when she was, she was on a tour of a play, mm-hmm. and because of all this scandalous stuff that was going on with her marriage, the New York Theater Guild did not re-up her contract. <gasps> no way. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so rude. Right, it's so strange to me because actors today are so completely enveloped in scandal all the time. <laughs> right. And if anything, it helps their career. Yeah, because it like keeps them on yeah. people's minds and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so my it's, gosh. it's just... Such a different, oh. a different time. Although I don't know if it's the same thing for theater actors. Yeah, because I don't ever hear about them. I don't, I don't, know, no, I don't know. They're all weird, like, give, like doing massage trains <laughs> behind <laughs> the scenes of Ew. some show. Yeah, yeah they're weirdos. <laughs> they're they're still drama kids. They're heart. still drama kids. Yeah. One's a drama kid, always a drama kid. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so. She left New York for Hollywood by 1932 at the height of the Great Depression. Oh, no. Which, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's not good. Hopefully she still had some money left. Yeah. Um, Well, her family was still in California. Oh, okay. They lived in, I think, Beachwood Canyon, they said, which is in, like, L.A. somewhere. Okay. Um, she, She went there hoping to find more challenging roles in the Los Angeles theater community. Okay. And also because she was, like, kicked out of the New York theater community, mm-hmm. so that's no good. Um, one of her first roles after moving to L.A. was a touring production of a Sherlock Holmes play. What? Yeah. And she played the detective's love interest, which must have been a made-up part. <laughs> I guess so. I don't think he ever had a love interest. No, who was that one girl? Um, Irene Adler? Yeah. Apparently, in the book, she was never actually, like, a love interest at all. Really? Yeah. She was the, just in, there? Yeah. In the canon, mm-hmm. she was not. But, like, in the movies with, like, Basil Rathbone, that's okay. when they started using her as a love interest. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, now everything has to have, like, like yeah. sex and mm-hmm. love and mm-hmm. killing stuff, which they already had in it. So they had to get a lady. <laughs> right. Apparently. Right. Okay. Oh, so, so the tour was in the Midwest and on the East Coast, so she's back over on the other side of the country, mm-hmm. and she actually appeared in the play Holiday. What? Which, uh, yeah, and she played Linda Seaton. No. Yeah. I love that movie. I know, that's why I stuck that in there. That's like one of my not... favorite movies ever. <laughs> and not... this is Holiday, not the holiday, yeah. or not the last holiday. <laughs> Starring Queen Latifah. <laughs> not that one. Uh, it's it's this wonderful film, uh, what, 1930, some, or something. 42? Oh, gosh, no, I don't know. It's, 30, it's definitely the 30s. 30-something. 35, I don't know. 1935. <laughs> um, and it's uh, Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. Cary Grant. Cary Grant, yeah. And it's it's wonderful. It's, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, it's like the sweetest, sassiest rom-com I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah, like really, like real. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. 
So everyone should watch so that check it out. Movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not not at all about anything spooky <laughs> or scary. No, yeah. But no. just good. So yeah. yeah, watch it. Anyway. Um and then her first film so okay, so I just mentioned that because it's like Julia's favorite movie, so I just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> but um so after her play touring was done, she went back to Hollywood. Okay. And she got her first film role for an RKO film called Thirteen Women. Hmm. I don't know if it was her first, but it was, like, her biggest, uh, which also starred Myrna Loy and Irene Dunn. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And it was a big-budget pre-code thriller, so probably somewhat scandalous for the time, I would think, because mm. the, the Hayes Code hadn't been put in place yet. Um, and she had a small supporting role, which ended up being cut. No. From the final reel. Oh no. Peg. Um, she wasn't and it wasn't her entire role wasn't cut, but almost all of it was. Like she expected to have like sixteen minutes of screen time mm-hmm. and she ended up with like four. Oh. At the most, I think. Okay. So it's uh, she keeps getting all these rough breaks. Mm-hmm. Um uh her taking this role ended up breaking her theatrical contract. <gasps> so no. Yeah. Blacklisted again, mm-hmm. probably. Oh, man. And then after the movie came out, it didn't do well. So Peg was dropped by RKO Studios. Oh, no. And um, Peg. So this happened in September. The movie was released. And on the 16th, after news of her release by RKO had made the papers, Peg told her uncle that she was going for a walk. Mm-hmm. And after being gone for a full 48 hours... What? The, um, <laughs> That's not a walk. <laughs> it's a long walk. It's a long walk. Um, the LAPD received a report from a woman who had stumbled across a woman's coat and purse while hiking. Oh, no. Down further from these things was a body crumpled at the bottom <gasps> of the hill. Uh, Peg actually left a note in her jacket, and it said, I'm afraid I'm a coward. I am sorry for everything. If I had done this a long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain. No. And it was signed just P.E. Oh, no. Yeah. That's so um, sad. But this was in um, Beechwood Canyon also, which was, um, it was the Hollywood. Oh, sign. okay. Yeah. Oh, whoa. That's and, weird. Yeah. Okay. So police found her body and concluded that she had climbed the letter attached to the back of the H of the Hollywood land sign and thrown herself off. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And she uh, she smashed her pelvis on impact with the hillside, then rolled to the bottom of the ravine. And they believe she didn't die instantly. (gasps) Oh no. So she's just laying there with a bunch of broken bones. Oh my gosh. For like 48 hours or something. Yeah, who knows? Oh no. Uh, with no identification on her, the, p- the police described the body and asked the public for help. And the official cause of death was suicide due to, due to despondency. Mm. So the papers ran the story of her death as a Hollywood tragedy, which it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but they sensationalized on the idea that she had a failing acting career and that she was overwhelmed by the pressures of Hollywood, which is not completely yeah because she had a very successful career in theater which a lot of actors never achieve Mm -hmm. and two days after her death 
Uh, the studio sent a letter to her saying that they'd found her a role and would like her to come back. No. So oh. this was like at the same time probably that they were finding her body. No. Her house would have received this letter from the studio. Oh my gosh. That is so sad. It's the saddest, yeah. Oh, her life sounds just awful. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's like this this roller coaster of really good highs and then incredibly low lows. And it's, um, I kind of think that she must have had like some kind of depressive disorder mm-hmm. because her life wasn't a constant stream of bad things. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, I kind of made it seem like it. But I think that she just couldn't shake the feeling of being being a failure. Yeah, and I'm sure that that bled out into other things that she did. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Peg. Yeah. Peg so it's and a really whistle. Sad story. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to make a note of um, I don't know if you've ever listened to this, but there's a podcast called uh, "You Must Remember This." Okay. It's hosted by Karina Longworth, and she. Um, Earlier in the summer, she did a series called Dead Blondes, and it was, um, it began with Peg Entwistle's story, because oh, she was well. blonde. Um, okay. And it was really good, and so if anyone is interested in hearing more details about Peg's life or about anyone else's, I would highly recommend that podcast. Cool. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so... Uh, you might be wondering where the spooky part of this story yeah, is coming Yeah, where's in. the ghost, Cassandra? <laughs> I don't know. You're just telling me a long, sad story. I just wanted to make you feel sad. <laughs> it worked. Because depression is the spookiest thing of all. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyway, I got all of these these sightings of Peggot. Peg Entwistle's ghost. No way. From a blog, but it's called plotco.com. Okay. So I'm reading directly from that. This is not remotely my, my wording. Um, so the Hollywood sign stands atop Mount Lee in Griffith Park. Over the years, park rangers have reported seeing a pretty blonde woman dressed in 1930s clothing <laughs> wandering the park's paths. She is described as looking sad. And when she... <laughs> Is approached, she vanishes. So a sad blonde lady from the 30s. Yeah. I know. It's I know who. <laughs> <laughs> um, as a couple was walking their dog along the Beechwood Canyon Trail of the park. There it is. Um, their dog began to behave strangely, mm. whimpering and cowering behind them. Mm. Suddenly, a woman in out-of-date clothing appeared on the trail in front of them, appearing dazed or confused. <laughs> Not dazed and confused? No. It's one or the other. Hmm. Uh, And then she vanished before their eyes. Whoa. And then John Arbogast, um, which I loved because Arbogast is the private detective in Psycho. Oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, like, why does that sound for... Yeah. Do I know him? Do I know this man? You sure do. (laughs) Um, John Arbogast, a park ranger, claims to have seen Peg's ghost on several occasions. He says she most often appears late at night when conditions are foggy, Mm. which is super spooky. Yeah. Um, And she is often accompanied by the strong scent of gardenias, said to be Peg's favorite fragrance. Whoa. Yeah. Then, Devin Morgan, a resident of Peachwood Canyon 
also can verify the gardenia connection. Oh. One afternoon, she was taking an exercise hike up the trail near the sign. As she made her way around one of the switchbacks, she noticed the figure of a woman on another part of the trail. She looked very strange to me, Morgan said. She had a very etheric quality. Instead of walking, she seemed to almost glide. She wasn't floating. She didn't look like she was a ghost. But there was something very, very strange about her and soft-looking. Oh. Yeah. She sounds very pretty. Yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> um, it's my aesthetic. <laughs> Gliding and soft. Gliding and soft and, like, not quite right. <laughs> Kind of creeping people out a kind little of, bit. Kind of yeah. creepy, yeah. Um, Morgan attempted to catch up with this woman, but she had vanished. And the only thing in her place was the intense scent of gardenias. <gasps> that's her. That's Peg. That's, that's her. Good old Peg. Um, most recently, four friends encountered the ghost, a story that was featured on Sci-Fi's Paranormal Witness. Whoa. Which I've never seen before. Me neither. Um, the friends, Tina... Alan, Brian, and Al, after a game at Dodger Stadium, decided to go touch the famous Hollywood sign. Although the area is off-limits to trespassers, they jumped the fence and headed up like a bunch of idiots. Like a d- dumb people. Yep. Like a dumb people. Like a dumb people. Um, <laughs> on the way back down, Brian slipped and fell part of the way down the hill. That's what you get. Mm-hmm. And also, that sounds hilarious. <laughs> And just slide down because he like didn't hurt himself. He just slid no, right down. No. Yes. Oh no! But that sounds like Peg. Ooh, is that next? <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> um. He da, 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 as he began to make his way back towards the others, he saw someone on the path walking towards him. Mm. It was a woman wearing a dress similar to the style of the 1930s, mm-hmm. according to the sci-fi story. She wore heels and a veil over her face. Whoa. Uh, She walked effortlessly up the hill. Her footsteps made no sound. Mm. It was only later that they read the story about Peg and Thistle. Oh, my God. Wait, 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 wait. So then they saw this lady wearing 1930s clothes with a veil Mm -hmm. on her head, Mm -hmm. and they were like, hmm, that's weird, but we're we're in L.A., so who knows? (laughs) (laughs) And then later on, they were like, they they found out? Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. That's what they claim. Yikes. Yeah. So that was it. That's oh my gosh. the last of her stories. So oh, I Peg. I love ghosts so much because they are trapped. Um, mm. As the person that they were, like, I, j- I love the idea of seeing this woman in a 30s dress walking around uh, hiking trails. Yeah. You know, like, I don't. It, it just is so interesting to me. Yeah, like um, you're almost like out of place, or yeah, like yeah, yeah, like you you are trapped somewhere, and then the entire world is just moving on without you, but mm-hmm. you're still there. Yeah. So it's I don't know. I like it a lot. That's why I like old timey ghosts. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not interested in a ghost that died in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Wearing like juicy couture, like. <laughs> Sweatpants and Tommy stuff. Tommy <laughs> Yeah. Kmart brand stuff. <laughs> just, they don't have, like, the 
the va-va-voom that, like, a 1930s ghost would have. Exactly. I wonder if people in the future, then, would, like, see ghosts from now and be like, whoa, she looked amazing. I hope so. Yeah. In those Uggs. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she was wearing a pair of Crocs, <laughs> so I knew she was from tw- at least 2010. <laughs> Crocs? <laughs> That's so sad. Which again brings us to like, like you wear what you died in, and stuff. Oh, like, God. ooh, you gotta dress up every day, looking That's nice. Why I look nice every day, <laughs> except for today. <laughs> you better not die. Oh no. Oh no. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I'm just picturing myself like dying in my gone squatchin t-shirt which would be like amazing in some ways because you yeah. know she she died how she lived but like sure gone squatchin forever <laughs> oh no i'm worried that i'm gonna die in my sleep or something oh, no because i <gasps> sleep in the nude so <laughs> don't be a naked ghost like in The Shining. I don't know. I don't know if she was actually like a ghost ghost or just like a vision thing, but like <laughs> naked but yeah, forever. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That would suck. Mm-hmm. So if you learn one thing from this podcast, it's like sleep with your clothes on. Sleep with clothes on. Yeah. Yep. And look cute all the time. <laughs> look cute all the time. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Always have a full face of makeup. Mm-hmm. Even if you're asleep. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. That's incredibly bad for your skin. Yeah. Don't do that. You'd like wake up and you couldn't open your eyes. That's how you die. Like the mascara. That's how you die? (laughs) Mascara has leaked into your eyeballs. (laughs) Poisoned you Gross. Think about that ghost. With like weird like crusty eyes. Hello. Yeah. It like haunts like an Ulta or something. Like... (laughs) Don't make the same mistakes I did. Wash your face every night. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so next week we're going to be doing stuff about water. Yeah. Which will be really cool. Could be anything. Yeah, really cool. Get it? Cool like water. water is cold most of the time. Most of the time. (laughs) So check back in next week. Um, You can follow us on Instagram at ghoulgals. Or Twitter at Ghoul Gals. <laughs> or if you would like to submit a story or if you have any suggestions for what we should cover in future episodes, yeah. you can shoot us an email at ghoulgals at gmail.com. Yeah, so we've already had some suggestions, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm really excited mm-hmm. to start doing those. I like it. All right, this is a Ghoul Gals saying... See you later, ghouls and boys. Bye. Bye.